0: If you're not having fun on a date, you can just leave. Sometimes dating is taken so seriously that even grabbing a casual lunch or coffee with somebody isn't possible because everyone views it as a date, and along with that, that if you do do that, that you kind of owe a person some sort of commitment um which is why i think that a lot of people don't go on dates or they're hesitant to ask people out on dates they're hesitant to say yes um and it's kind of like this high-stakes situation that isn't great
1: (laughs) there's a stereotype that christian girls are looking to find another christian man get hitched really quickly especially in the college context um I have found that by and large, Christian women are just as difficult to talk to, find um, date as anyone else. Um, they can be just as insular as any other circles of people outside of Christian culture. But I found that where dating does happen, uh, the Christian Study Center on Chancellor Street is almost always involved.
2: Dating with the expectation of marriage is a good ideal. However, it gets difficult when it often feels that you need to know if you want to marry that person by the first date. You have to know, hey, I think I could marry this person on the first date, um, when nobody knows that on a first date. And it's unrealistic to think that you should know that on a first date. And it often sometimes gets portrayed as, well, if you don't know that, you are leading them on, um, being deceitful or, um, inconsiderate of them, not loving them, um, when that just takes time to figure out and it's not true. Um, I also think as a result of that, there can be this intensity when trying to date in a Christian community, sometimes if all roads lead to marriage, which again, good ideal. Um, but it does sometimes add this intensity very early on in the relationship when that intensity isn't necessarily
3: made for that time of the relationship. That is something that usually comes later in a relationship. If you are anything like me, you've probably watched Pride and Prejudice way too many times to admit publicly. What's so riveting about PNP are the narratives around courtship and dating. Whether or not we acknowledge it, we absorb norms about dating through the culture we live in. Add in a little UVA Christian powder, and dating in the UVA Christian culture becomes a very spicy subject. Unfortunately for you, dear listeners, no one is spilling any tea. All I have to offer you is a really awkward Zoom date and some very strong opinions. But if you stick around, you might find yourself compelled by the way dating in UVA Christian culture is dissected.
0: Um, okay, UVA Christian dating culture. That's how my heart feels. Just like internal screaming a little bit. I, I'm very thankful. Um, Kyle actually had a series called Define the Relationship or DTR. I guess oh my gosh, two years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, two years ago. Um and I think that was helpful because like growing up non Christian, um my so my my mom's side of the family, they are believers, and so, like, but there's only, like, one of my cousins and her husband, they're, they were really, like, foundational and instrumental in, like, me starting to follow Christ, or, like, as I was figuring out, like, what does it mean to go to church? What does it mean to read my Bible? Like, that kind of thing, um, but other than them back home, they're kind of my only, like, model of a healthy Christian relationship, and that's a lot of weight to put on, like, just one, like, sample size of one, this is what a good Christian relationship looks like, and so I think, um, It's been cool to be surrounded by people who are single and couples who are doing ministry together. Um, And it's also, I feel like we can over-spiritualize relationships in some ways. And like assigning, you know, great eternal significance to them. But the person that you do life with on earth absolutely matters. But I think because we are also 20-year-old college students who just generally have desires and probably want attention and reciprocated love but I also am in that boat where I'm like dang I want a ministry and life partner you know like and then at the same time it's like I don't know I don't think I believe in like soulmates but I also believe that like God doesn't just not care who I date but then I also feel like the idea that like oh you're only like as long as you guys both love Jesus you can make it work but I don't think that's necessarily true either. So I feel like I like oscillate between like, okay, there is one who is God's exact imprint for you. And then on the other side, it's like, it actually doesn't matter. Any Christian male is eligible to be your life partner. You just got to make it work. And I know that that's not true and that there is a healthy in-between, but sometimes I feel like that's what my brain gets stuck on. Kaiofla does like pre, both pre-engagement and pre-marital counseling. And so I think that there, maybe it's like a little bit more normalized, like the after, for at least like in my experience and the seeing people go through those engagement counseling is they're like yeah this is how you solve those problems this is why it's important to talk about money now you know like that kind of thing i think in my head it was like okay if you go on a date you are dating and dating equals like boyfriend girlfriend and like that kind of like exclusivity and especially like in a christian world like general inclination that it could go toward marriage right And I've learned that there's, like, weird arbitrary designations between, like, asking someone on a date, and then going on a date, and then dating, and that can be different than boyfriend-girlfriend, I don't even know. Um, But I feel like for me, I'm like, I, and I guess that the whole purpose of going on dates before dating, or, like, creating a separation there, is that you could, like, get to know the person and be like, oh, is this someone that I want to be dating and call my boyfriend, you know? But in my mind, I was like, I would... And even that marriage itself, and, like, singleness, too, it's, they're both supposed to just ultimately point us to, like, seeing Christ as, like, the groom, and, like, we, the church, are his bride, you know? So, I think because God created marriage as, like, a foretaste of that, like, unity, and then because we are, or we live in a secular society, right, like, we have kind of also our, our understanding, Christian's understanding of marriage is not separated and like untainted by cultural conceptions of marriage and like dating and all those things too. So we like lose sight of the like overarching, eternal, holy, divine, like bride and groom that it's supposed to point us to.
1: See, this is difficult because I don't really take a whole lot of cues from other people when it comes to advice for my dating life in terms of—let me try and put this a different way. I interact with a lot of different groups and cultures, Christian and non-Christian, you know, UVA and William and Mary, I'm a dual citizen, so America and Australia, conservative and liberal. Like, I'm a part of so many different subcultures that my personal approaches to things tend to be very idiosyncratic and or flexible. So it, it was really interesting. I have only gone out with one person— uh, in the UVA Christian community went on a- on a couple dates, and it- it turned out that, uh, she just wasn't in a place where she- she was really feeling ready to date, and so we backed off of that. Um, but we're- we're still friends, we're still in the same fellowship, thing- things are super chill. I'm more just to look at different individual people's approaches and try and learn from those. In general, I feel like I see trend- some different trends. Some UVA Christians are w- willing to entertain the thought of dating a non-Christian. Uh, others are, might require... A strong walk in the Christian faith in order to consider dating somebody. Uh, there's often, among a lot of people that that I know, they want a level of familiarity with the other person before there is any romantic involvement, which, has its pros and cons. I personally like that because I like to get to know people. And romance is complicated, so going on a date with someone before you really know them just instantly sets the tone for the relationship with this really complicated set of romantic entanglements that... that are just natural. But... I I personally and I see a lot of other people in the in the UVA Christian community taking a little more of a cautious approach and, and getting to know people first and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Other other things UVA Christian community tends to tends to be pretty firm on the uh, you know we're not just dating to be dating. There should be a purpose for, like, establishing a deep, intimate relationship. There's probably some sort of direction towards marriage, um, towards marriage, whether that be a few years down the line, or sometimes it's, it comes along pretty fast by some standards. Uh, but there is that sort of goal. Christian community at UVA tends to be at least somewhat conservative when it comes to boundaries. So um, Christian relationships in some ways tend to move a a little slowly, like getting to know the person before you might ask them out, or taking your time before really sort of committing to the person, or when you're committed being pretty committed. Waiting for sex till marriage as a principle. The, so, some cons, more conservative or things that get labeled conservative in terms of uh, general trends with dating. So, it's, a, it's an interesting mix. It's an interesting mix.
4: The guy that I'm with, um, I prayed about a lot, and God totally bought us together. Um, However, we met on Tinder, so that's not <laughs> that's not cr- Christian dating culture. I feel like in Christian dating culture, we don't talk a lot about the foundations of a healthy relationship before you get married because marriage is a lifetime commitment. And making a lifetime commitment is going to take a lot of responsibility. It's firm foundation, right? And honestly... And I might get stoned for this. Honestly, I feel like a lot of Christian dating culture is just skirting around the fact that you want to have sex. And you are just horny. And you look at that scripture that says, it's better to get married than burn with passion. And I get it. But after you get that thing, after you have that moment, the fireworks, then what? Then what? <laughs> you know, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean... I don't think an orgasm can fuel a marriage. And it's like, yes, you're doing the right things with these boundaries. And yes, you're doing this. And but I feel like there's so much more that can be talked about outside of pleasing your husband and pleasing your wife outside of solely just slapping scriptures on to stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like there's a and, and it's so hard because I'm not even sure what it is but i can just feel like there's a deep in-depth conversation about growing together Mm -hmm. and being intentional together before you get married that is just missing that's just not there like and even like making sure that as an individual you know you are doing what god's telling you to do that you are growing as an individual because you don't want to if you put two weak individuals together you're just going to have a weak relationship you know a reek relationship fueled by passion that will subside after you have that moment and you know in the space i've been in to talk a lot about like divorce how divorce is bad and all this kind of stuff and i agree but there's not a lot of conversation about what makes a godly marriage work about what makes it last outside of scriptures that are applied the conversations out of context outside of a lot of real conversations that aren't happening like i can't even think of a time outside of no not even that i can't really think of that many times where a married couple especially a couple that's been married for a long time talk about how they go through conflict they don't talk about it like they don't talk about the times where there's arguments they don't talk about the times they're tired of each other they don't talk about the times where they probably need a break from each other it's not ever talked about and especially i feel like it's, it's worse now especially in the age of social media where everybody christian and non-christian is putting their best face forward so you see these married couples and they're smiling and happy in the pictures and they have the golden retriever i don't know why it's always a golden retriever but they have the golden retriever and you know they're like doing bible study together and that's great i want to see that but i also want to see the side of y'all where like you just got into an argument and you don't want to look at that person and you have to really consult god to be like god what should i say to them right now because i'm just oh you know i want to hear that because i feel like that's a part of marriage too it's just because it's ordained by god does not mean it's going to be roses every day and i feel like a lot of people talk about like being a christian you're going to have to pick up your cross and bear and then there's going to be struggle and stuff like that um which is true but why don't we apply that also i mean if you're a christian and you're in a relationship with another christian and a big part of being a christian is having struggles do you not think that that relationship is going to go through struggles as a result what do you do how do you get through it i feel like it really ends once you walk down the aisle and i mean like walk out the church that's it after that it's like an abyss you know and i also feel like conversations about marriage and about those things happen in a very secretive and secluded space so for example I feel like when a man and woman, especially Christian dating culture, especially in college, when they express they want to get married, it's like, cool. They have these private conversations with the staff or with their pastor or Mm -hmm. whatever about these fears and about these struggles. And then nobody else hears about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why can't we have these conversations talking about fear, talking about the potential struggle, talking about all these things? Why can't that be public? why can't that be public information? There's good parts in it, but I feel like it just needs to be deepened. And the only advice you give to unmarried people is not to have sex with them. It, Like, okay, I get it, yes. Like, what else? My perspective on dating is going
5: to come from like primarily what I've seen within Catholic Who's, um which is like a, sub- a subculture of UVA Christian culture. But yeah, honestly, everything that I've seen in catholic who's particularly has just been like edifying and beautiful um i've seen like in in the ministry we have couples at all of these like different phases of life like we have like that couple who are like their fourth years and they've been dating since first year and like the new couple and like my campus minister who just got married last year um and then in saint thomas like you see young families who are married um old families who are married, you just see, like, relationship at each of its stages, but yeah, what I've seen in Catholic Hoos has been very inspiring. You go to daily mass, and you see, and like, you see all of the students there, but you see, like, so many couples sitting together, staying together afterwards to pray, um, meeting up beforehand and praying, Um, just relationships that are really rooted in, like, upholding the dignity of the other. And, like, loving them in a way that it says, like, you are free to walk away from this. Like, I I just, yeah, like, loving with, like, a loose grasp, if that makes sense. Like, giving yourself to the other person, but in a way that is, like, respectful. Yeah, and just willing that they become, like, who God wills for them to be. And relationships that are very rooted in prayer. And I just look around at so many people and... I'm just like, yeah, like, I know, like, I look to to these people in relationships as an example of holiness, and it's clear that their relationship is helping them become holy. And it's also been really cool because I know that it can be the tendency for people who enter relationships to sort of, like, naturally begin to spend less time with their friends because they're spending more time with their significant other. But I've seen so many people in relationships invite their friends, like, sort of, like, To spend time with them as a couple like into that relationship and also like have seen like so many of my closest friends who are female are in committed relationships with guys but that has never like if anything they are better able to love me in our friendship for it um and you see people who are taking marriage seriously like they see dating as like I'm discerning the sacrament of marriage with this other person and see marriage as like a just like a very beautiful and very serious like lifelong commitment to lay down your life for Christ in that other person and so people don't like mess around in relationships or date for fun they're having fun dating but they're keenly aware that like they that the other person is like is sacred and like loved by God and so they yeah they just esteem them and like don't want to waste their time um yeah and I wouldn't say that I know that in some like Christian circles like ring by spring is kind of like a very common thing you see some of that in Catholic who's um but you also don't I wouldn't say that Catholic who's that I have in Catholic who's encountered any sort of a pressure to date or any sort of like rush on marriage but the people who are in relationships are aware that marriage is what they are heading for Um, or at least discerning with that other person.
3: The distillation of dating in UVA Christian culture is this. Dating is hard and people are weird. Actually, though, there's a lot of pressure around dating, and there doesn't have to be. We can choose to be present with the people we are seeking to know and show up just as we are. Friends, this was the last episode of One Reality Hits. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the series, please let me know. If you'd like to offer feedback Also, let me know if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or by email. Thank you for spending your time listening to my podcast. It means a lot that you would spend your precious time with me. And until next time with whatever audio project I do next. Bye, friends.